Welcome to the W2 Prison Break Show, a podcast and YouTube series hosted by real estate investor, author, and coach Brian O'Neill. Tune in each week as we interview business owners who have successfully planned and executed their W2 Prison Break. You'll hear their stories, learn about their challenges, and what ultimately pushed them over the edge and gave them the courage to break free. Most importantly, you'll discover they are not much different than you. Listen in each week as we give you useful insights and action items to start your W-2 prison break and get you on the path you were always meant to be on. Hey, good day, everyone. Today, we're talking to Jason Davis, and Jason is an SEL expert. That's the best way to describe him. He has absolutely schooled me in my real estate business. We've been working together for about a month, and we'll be working together for several months. And he's going to help me rank my real estate business page on page one for Google. I know he's going to be able to do it. I wasn't even close to page one, and I'm missing out on potential leads because people are searching. People are searching for your business. They're searching for the services that you provide. And if you're not on page one of Google, it's impossible for people to find you. And what we're going to talk about today is super important because Jason helps small to medium size and even larger businesses rank on page one of Google. He's helping me do it now. And there's no better lead, in my opinion, than one that is actually looking for you. And then you show up and they need your product or service and they're reaching out to you versus you trying to go find all the customers. Big mistake that I made in my real estate business for a long time. And Jason, I'm so glad I found him. And he's going to give us some really, really valuable insight on what SEO is, what it means, and how you can get your website, even if it's not the best looking website on planet Earth, and it doesn't need to be, out in front of the people who are actually need your product or service. So without further ado, let's get right to the show. Jason, welcome to the show. Welcome to W2 Prison Break Show, man. Great to have you on. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I think before we get into, we're going to talk about some really cool stuff today related to SEO and your W2 Prison Break story and your business. You're doing a lot of cool stuff. But I think for the listeners, we have an interesting way that we met which was on TikTok, which, you know, I, at my age, I never thought I'd ever be on that app. And now here we are, we've met, we, I think you responded to one of my videos and then I reached out to you because I wanted to help with SEO. And, you know, here we are now you're on my podcast. So it's kind of an interesting way that we met. It sure is. I'm really glad for the opportunity and TikTok, and we'll probably get into it a little bit, has such a dynamic reach and to be able to build relationships like this is one of the coolest things that I've seen with the platform. Yeah, totally. And we probably should spend some time on that platform. And, you know, if you're a business owner, how important it is to be on there. And this is going to, you know, be related to what we're talking about today is SEO. But before we get into that, before we get into your awesome business, tell us about what you were doing before you became, you know, the SEO guy, as, as the TikTok world knows you, Jason, the SEO guy. What were you doing before that? Well, I had about seven years in different marketing jobs. I always loved, being engaged in technology, and I understood website development. I was an online sales manager for an e-commerce brand for about four years and really just wanted to find something more and quickly began to realize that there were opportunities to start my own business. I had no idea what I was doing, where to even begin, but 
my wife had an opportunity at work where she was able to step into a different role, which allowed me to take a risk in starting my own business. And if it failed, we're just going to move on. And I was going to go back to finding another job. But I had this burning passion in my heart that I didn't want to live my whole life without taking that step of, can I go do this? Can I really be successful on my own and not have a boss that I always have to report to and kind of feel like a robot with just given instructions and not really have an involvement in my business? And maybe that's just the jobs that I had where there wasn't the flexibility to be part of something bigger. And it's super awesome for people who find that, but I never did. So I figured what's better than just starting my own business with the skills that I have and see how I can help people. Yeah. What you said was really resonated with me because I think a lot of people feel exactly the way you feel like, Hey, you didn't feel like there was an opportunity. You didn't want to go through your life knowing that you didn't take your shot. I think that's what you were trying to say. And was there a particular moment or maybe it was a series of moments where it was like, okay, I'm tired of maybe, you know, did you have any fear? Number one revolved around doing that. And then number two, like, how did you overcome that if you did have any roadblocks or fear? Yes, there were definitely roadblocks to fear. What if I don't find any clients? What if I fail at what I do? The imposter syndrome of who do you think you are to start a business on your own around SEO and website development? And, you know, you're a husband. There's people that you need to provide for in your family. And if you don't have any money coming in, you can't really provide for that. And I think the biggest piece is, you know, my wife and I had a lot of communication, a lot of goals set up around, you know, this is where this business needs to be after this amount of time for us to be, you know, viable. And if not, we need to start looking at other options, whether that's finding another job, whether that's going back into the W2 world. And thank God that hasn't happened and it's been very successful and continuing to grow. But I think for those listening that are, on the fence of what should I do? Like, I really have this passion to start this business or to join this thing. And you're looking at fear or finances or something that's holding you back. Have the conversation with people who are involved in your life of what is a plan that you can put in place to see how this is going to work. And you're not committing to it forever. You know, look at three months, six months out. And if you really look at yourself and go, I'm going to look back at when I'm 90 years old and say, I wish I would have done it. And this is what you need to do now while the opportunity is there. And if you build in those plans and you know goals to like look at where you're at, I think that's an amazing way to you know overcome the roadblocks and the fear that I'm kind of talking through right now. I agree. That's such a great share. I don't think most people get to the plan part right? Or the communication. You mentioned something about your wife. You communicated with your wife. A lot of people don't communicate with their partner. They don't get to that point. It's just like, well, they stop right where you said, what if, what if, what if, where you just what if yourself right out of even trying or getting to that point. So super important that you connect with your partner or your family, whoever it is that you're doing this with, and you'd, I think a lot of people would be surprised at the response, especially if you go in there and passion. I remember when I left my job and I wanted to do something different. It wasn't the money that sold my wife. It was like my passion and drive and the fact that I told her I hated my life. Like that's what sold her. Not, hey, yes. this, we can earn this much money. 
Right. And I think people can get caught up with the financial end of things and it definitely plays a role. But you could ask my wife the same thing. Like I would come home from these jobs and my boss had yelled at me or he had like, we're going in this direction and really not taking anybody's advice. And it was just like, this is my job and you're basically telling me how I'm supposed to do it. So I just felt completely like disconnected from the work, really no passion in it at all. And now it's exciting because I'm able to make connections and I'm able to help people grow their business. And she's seen that difference. So for those of you who are in that place where you're really hating your job, you don't like to be micromanaged, like there are opportunities out there for you. And especially talking to people who are like-minded, if you share this dream with somebody who is in that W-2 rut that says, you know, you need to have security, you need to have that weekly paycheck, you need to make sure you know about the finances, that's not going to help you get out of it. It's going to keep you caged in. So I would encourage you to find like-minded business owners who can give you that push, give you that backing that this is the right decision and here's the plan on how we can kind of build that out for you. Great insight. If you want to start an SEO business or any business, you don't ask somebody who has a W-2 job what their opinion is because they're going to tell you to stay in said job. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Okay. Great stuff. And I appreciate this year. All right. Now let's talk about your business. All right. You chose the SEO route. Obviously, you had a background there. So I think, number one, let's give a tutorial on what SEO is. I think most people somewhat know it, but let's talk about what it is and why it's important. And then we'll get into you know who you help and how you do it. Sure. That's a great question. SEO is a term that is thrown around an awful lot, and mm-hmm. most people don't know what it actually means. So SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. And the easiest way to explain that is how do you get your website to show up under a Google search for your particular service or in the SEO world, the keyword around your business? So let's say you were a landscaper. If somebody types in you know, landscaping in the town that you live in or landscaper near me, you want to be the business that shows up. And most people think, I have a website. It lists the services that I have. That should be enough. And unfortunately, that's nowhere close to what's needed from a Google perspective as they set the guidelines for what shows up on the rankings. So you need to have authority, you need to have expertise, you need to have trustworthiness built into your website. And this is through multiple pieces of content. This is through five-star reviews. This is from the length of time that your site has been around. So all of these things add up to ranking number one and a whole host of other things. But this is a really high-level view of what SEO is, how people look to find it throughout their business and why you as a business owner need to have this. Because if you don't, you're missing out on free traffic every single day. The last part, super important, the free traffic. I mean, I think what you said about, hey, I got this website, like everybody's going to find me. I bought a domain, everyone's going to find me. And for everyone listening out there, I want you to understand I made this mistake for years in my real estate business. Jason opened my eyes and said, hey, you're on like page eight or whatever it is. You know, not that he was being degrading about it. He just said, hey, here's the reality of your site. And if you think about when you search, like if I search for something like a landscape company, I don't go off page one typically ever. No way. Yeah. So no one's going to find me on page seven or eight. And like you said, there's ways to grab free traffic. And any business that you have, this is something you need to be paying attention to big time. Yes. 
Yes. And one thing I'll add to that is a common misconception is, well, when people type in my name, I show up first. So let's say you're Joe's landscaping company. Well, when someone types in my business name, I come up first. I don't mean to be rude when I say this, but of course you're going to because you're the only business with that name. So they're not going to find you know, the local town landscaping company. They're going to find Joe because that's the name that was put in. And the fact of the matter is very few people know your business if you're in a service business or even you know, in an e-commerce space, unless you're a Nike and Amazon, like the big brands that we all follow. So mm-hmm. you have to make sure that your site comes up for these additional keywords, such as like to use a, the landscaping example again, maybe you do like tree removal or you do like garden maintenance or you, you know, whatever your services are, you need to come up for those searches because that is how people find your business. As you just mentioned, Brian, you know, you don't leave page one. So if you're on page three, four, five, good luck getting any website traffic because nobody's going to find you. They're going to go to the top search. They're going to click on the website. Hey, it looks reputable. It was number one. It has the service I want. Here's a phone number. I'm going to make a call. They book the service and then it's done. And you just missed another opportunity to acquire more sales. 100%. And then you're also competing with the paid ad as well. So you go to yeah. page one, there's like three or four paid ads and then... Yeah. And the rest of it is free traffic. So there's only so much opportunity to get on page one, right? There is. And the more competitive the keyword, the more people are doing the paid ads route. But the thing with that is the second you stop paying, the second those leads stop coming in. So why not build an organic traffic tool or monster that can continue to grow for you that, you know, not once you do it once, it's there forever. But if you can get to page one, then it just becomes a maintenance game on what else needs to happen. But most people don't understand, first off, what is entailed to be on there to get there, but then also what is the additional work that needs to be done once you receive that first page rating. So I'm hopefully here to help a lot of people understand that and shed some light on some common misconceptions. Yeah, definitely. I love the organic monster that you just mentioned. That's a great term. I wrote that down. So you are helping me in my real estate business get to page one. We got a ways to go. We're in the beginning stages, but you've really opened up my eyes to number one, what I've been doing wrong, what I need to start doing correctly. And, you know, it's not something that happens overnight. I mean, I know that you'll share that. This isn't, you know, something you do for a couple, three weeks and you're going to rank on page one. It's an effort ongoing with the maintenance. You know, for my real estate business, I'm missing out on free traffic big time, you know, and there's people out there searching for stuff. So, I mean, we can use real estate as an example. We can use landscaping if you want to stay on that. I mean, but let's maybe talk about if I have a business, I have a website, I have a business, like what are some of the things that you would need to start doing to move the needle towards that organic monster, as you mentioned a couple minutes ago? Great question. I'll add some real estate tips in here for those listening. I know that's a, a large majority of the viewership. So I'll speak in general terms as well, and then kind of break down what that means for each type of industry. So one of the biggest things you need for a website is a services page. So this is different for, you know, real estate, you know, maybe they don't have specific services, but they have neighborhoods that they work in. So you would create neighborhood pages for all of the areas that you want to work. And I would always advise to start locally 
and you know it may be you're working in multiple states or you work in all in one state start really local to where one office is build out the 8 to 10 major cities or towns around there really begin to show google that you have authority you have expertise working in these specific sections and then from there you can continue to build out as big as you want really but the thing with these service pages is you want to be able to show keywords and you want to be able to target like what are you doing what are you providing so this can't be you know an image at the top and a small three sentences which i see on a lot of websites here's the service we provide call us for an appointment i want to see information about your process i want to see reviews about your time working with these clients i want to see links to other areas on your website where you're providing helpful tools or resources there's a whole host of other things you can do, but look at it from a customer perspective. What would you want to see if it was you searching on the page as opposed to what you're providing for a, you know, for your website? If we go to that landscaping example too, that's more of a local service that has, you know, multiple service options within their business. Don't just have one page that just lists all the different services you offer, like tree removal, garden maintenance shrub trimming whatever those need to be all individual pages just like you have individual neighborhoods in real estate you would have individual service pages from a service perspective so that when somebody clicks on your service drop down they see all the services there and those are all pages that can now rank for google search if optimized correctly with the right keywords i would also add like a service areas page this is big for Google recently. This is more, if you're already doing neighborhood pages on real estate, you don't necessarily need a service areas pages too, because it's very similar. But if you're a local service, again, we'll use the landscaping example. You need to tell Google, what areas do you actually work in? So you would put your main city first, and then you would put the surrounding cities that you provide service in. And if you really want to go to another level with SEO, you would build out individual service pages for all of those cities talking about the services that you offer. And that's where it can get really intense, but at the same time, it can also provide a ton of help for Google giving your site authority because a lot of the time they're looking for sites to provide all of this information and very few people invest the time and effort to learn it or to have somebody do it for them. Yeah. Okay. That was like, I know what you're talking about and my head's spinning, right? So a lot of people might be feeling the same thing too. I, you know, look at this kind of, and you know, some of you might not even know what the heck I'm about to talk about, but like the phone book when there was no internet and everybody named their company like AAA air conditioning or whatever, so that they could show up at the beginning, right? Because no one wanted to look through the phone book. So you're essentially trying to do the same thing here, right? Like you got to make sure that you're optimizing. One of the things that you pointed out to me was, hey, the name of your website is not optimized for SEO. And yes. it's something I hadn't thought about. So maybe talk about that a little bit more because a lot of us are, when we think about our companies, like, it's, oh, it's got to be this super cool, awesome name and it's got to have my name in it. No, it needs to be optimized for SEO. Yes. So that is a big deal for anyone listening who is starting a new business or is looking at changing the domain and building out a new website. I always highly suggest putting a keyword for your business industry that you're in, in the domain. 
Because what this does is each time you build a new page on your site and Google crawls it, they're seeing that keyword come up again and again and again and again, which gives you authority around that keyword. So, you know, if you're talking about, you know, selling houses, like that needs to be in the keyword. You're talking about a landscaping company in a specific city, ideally the name of the city and the landscaping or whatever that keyword is, is in the domain. So that shows up on every single one of your pages. Now, if you're listening to me and you say, Jason, you know, our site's been around 10 years. I have no plans on or the budget to update that. That's not a problem. You don't have to scrap the entire website and redirect it to a new domain. You can still get it to rank for whatever keywords you want. It's just helpful for those who are doing the work, thinking about starting a new business, thinking about you know, migrating to a different domain. I wanted to share that to help you see the opportunity that there is to maybe gain some early authority by adding those pieces in the URL. Yeah, a great share. You don't have to throw out your website if it's been there for 10 years. Right. <laughs> Glad you brought that up. All right. So you help businesses of all varieties. You do this one-on-one. You have a couple of different services that you provide. But when you're working with a client, what typically are you doing? Like, What does like a start-to-finish service look like for you in terms of you know, where are we now and what is the end result and how long does it take? Sure. So the first month is always a full website audit. So that, that can seem pretty general. So I'll break down exactly what I mean. We're taking a look at the content that's currently on the site. We're taking a look at all the technical issues. And this is another piece that most people don't know about. If Google can't crawl your site correctly, you won't rank page one for your keywords. And there's a whole host of reasons why sites won't do that. Site speed might be too slow. And there's other issues on the site architecture where Google is following links from the main navigation bar through the site to find out what services do they have? Where's the blog posts, you know, and things might not be properly connected. So we're taking a look at everything from the start. We strip it down and say, where do we need to begin? Because if I just start working without any plan of what was currently there, I'm not helping the business or the customer. So the first month is really figuring out what is currently there on the site. That's great. What needs to be either torn down, restructured, redirected to another link because maybe it has some authority that we don't want to lose? And what is the new content that we need to start building out? What is the new service pages we may need to target? What are some new keywords that the site isn't even ranking for at all that we can begin to build content around, authority around? And then what are those technical issues and how fast can we get those corrected? And then, you know, months two through four are a lot of building content, writing blogs, adding these service pages, really building the overall authority of the site. And then as we get into month four or five, even into six, that's where we want to bring those links in because now we've created a ton of great content. We've built the website up from a Google authority standpoint. And now you might still like, why am I at the bottom of page two or even the bottom of page one? And I want to be number one. Well, even with all that work, sometimes it's not enough. You need to acquire some backlinks that are going to help get you to where your competitors are. Because if they've been doing it, SEO for five to seven years, they've acquired a hefty amount of links and it's going to take us some time to get there. So then that comes in the competitor analysis of what is needed from a backlink perspective, 
to outrank our competitors to start getting that traffic. And lastly, I'll say this, it, it takes Google time to crawl your site. You know, most people will hop on the call with me and say, you know, Jason, if we can make these changes in the next month, like, am I going to be on page one in a month? And the answer to that is a resounding no. SEO takes time. Your competitors have been doing it for a while. And Google takes about two to three weeks to recrawl websites, recrawl new information. And then they have to categorize where does this rank overall? And most of the time, it's not just straight to page one. So we need to look at what we created. What are we missing? What can we add? And so it is a investment, but I promise it is one that is worth it and will pay dividends long-term if you're willing to make that type of commitment. Hey there, back to the episode in just a moment. Are you a homeowner in the Chicagoland area who's struggling to sell your home or even own nothing and looking to maximize your price before the market slides? Are you tired of the traditional home selling process that takes months and costs you thousands in fees and repairs? Whether you're facing foreclosure, going through a divorce, or simply need to sell your home fast, WeBuyHousesChicago.org can help. We've been buying homes in Chicago since 2019, and we specialize in helping sellers who are stuck. Unlike traditional real estate buyers, we buy homes as is and can close in as little as seven days. No repairs, no inspections, and no fees. Just a fast, hassle-free sale. Let WeBuyHousesChicago.org help you sell your home and move on to the next phase of your life. Call or text us today at 312-500-6121. If you know someone who is struggling to sell their home or simply just wants top price, please share this message with them. As a listener of the W2 Prison Break Show, WeBuyHouseOfChicago.org will pay you for your referral. If you send us a referral and we buy their house, we will pay you a $1,000 referral fee. Simply have your referral mention the W2 Prison Break Show. Let's get back to the show. A million percent agree. And just like with anything, you need delayed credit. You're not in business for one month, right? You're in business permanently. So let's give a realistic timeline. I don't think six months is that long at all. That goes by with a you know flip of a light switch. You've referenced this like seven or eight times now. So I'm going to ask you to explain it. I'm going to actually explain it like there's a bunch of kindergartners in the room. Google will crawl your site. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Great question. Probably jargon that I'm used to saying all too often and not realizing that most people don't understand. So to explain it as a five-year-old, I would say every link on the website exists in the what's called the internet. And in order for Google to take in all of that information, they send out what they call spiders to crawl the coding on all of the websites to understand what is the page about, what are some keywords that the page is telling Google to start to rank it for, and then how do you categorize that in their whole index of millions and billions of sites? Where do they put that at an overall ranking? So Google needs to be able to, in other words, scan your site regularly to check for updates, to check for new pages, to check for a whole host of other information, and if for whatever technical coding issue reason, they aren't able to fully scan through or audit or look over your website, they will not put a whole lot more effort in and just leave kind of the site where it is from a ranking standpoint. So when we fix 
a lot of the issues and we tell Google that we've created these new products, pages, services, whatever, you need to rescan this and tell us now where does our overall authority stand because we're building up more and more content around these keywords, keyword being a search term that you put into Google. That is the process. And because of the billions and billions of sites out there, Google can't sit and focus on your website every day. So there is a order and a process on how this works. So it will take them time to send those spiders back into your website to crawl through all the coding to understand what your website is all about. So hopefully that answered it in a more easier way to understand. I cannot wait for somebody to ask me, what does crawl your site mean? And I'm going to use the spider reference. So please do. makes total sense. Now this happens. Would I be correct in assuming this is happening, whether your page is on page one or 10? Correct. It happens to any website that's active on the internet. Okay. So the lesson here for everyone listening is that you can have the prettiest site on planet Earth with the best name. And if you're not speaking Google's language, the site that's ugly and is optimized is going to whip you every time, right? It will. And it's so painful that that has to be the case. And I've seen some amazing designed websites with services that I know work because I've used them. And yet they don't get any organic traffic. I got those people from a referral and they'll never show up the top of page one for their service because they haven't invested in SEO. So I would strongly encourage whoever's listening that is in need of additional business and you can track exactly how many people are coming to your website each day, each month through these specific keywords. And a lot of you probably will see zero. And I highly suggest investing in SEO because it will work. It is worth it and will pay off three, four, 10 X down the road. Couldn't possibly agree more because as a real estate business, I know that people who come to my site, raise their hand are more motivated than me going out with my team and trying to find people and calling people like you need the people who are searching for stuff. Hey, I need to sell my house or I need landscaping services or I need, you know, whatever it is they're looking for, you need to be showing up. Yes. The other word you mentioned was backlinks. And I know a little bit about that because you've taught me this, but expand a little bit more on what that means. This is a critical component for SEO. It is. So think of backlinks the way you would think of a vote. So when you have, whenever there's an election, we all vote and whoever has the most votes wins. So a backlink is anytime another website links to your website. It could be a business directory. It could be a local site that says, I have this connection with this company and I'm going to link to them because they did a great job for us. It could be linking from a news article to your site. Anytime a link points to your website, that is called a backlink. And the more of those you get, the more votes you get, the more Google looks at your site as one with authority. Because if you don't have any backlinks, Google says, why would I trust this to put up on page one if nobody's talking about it? I put talking in quotes because the internet is talking and Google is very aware of what the internet is saying. So I'm going to put the website that has 200 of these votes or backlinks on page one because I know that the local 
companies are talking about it. I know that the news outlets have linked to it. I know that many other local establishments or national establishments have linked to it. So there's a ton of authority there. So if you're not working to build these backlinks, and there's many ways to go do that, your site, again, will be sitting on page three or four because it can only go so far without any of these backlinks. And this is a key piece that most people miss out because one, they don't know what that even means. So I'm glad we're covering the definition in layman's terms, but also they don't know where to go to begin to build these types of links. And this is, as you mentioned before, a crucial piece of the SEO journey. Yeah, definitely. Super important to you explain that almost as good, probably as good as the spider thing. So, I mean, you're really making this digestible because I mean, I joke, but talking about SEO and the internet may not be the most exciting topic for everyone, but it's important for your business, right? And I think it's overlooked. I think a lot of people overlooked it. I overlooked it. Folks don't make that mistake and I'm correcting it. And Jason's helping me correct that, helping. And again, we're building this organic monster, if you will, so that we can get the people who are searching to come to us, right? And I never realized why people blog. Now I know why people do blogs. And believe it or not, it was popular years ago and it's still, you know, it dripped down a little bit, you know, early 2010, but it's back and it's powerful. And that is a great way to start finding some keywords or even some search terms or questions that people have in your industry. You write a really well-defined blog with this SEO structure that I have, and you can start ranking for these blog posts. And if you do that enough, those generate links, those generate traffic. Then once you get the links, you can use that to point to your service pages. There's a whole more you know, in-depth conversation, but the blogs really are an entryway to a lot of traffic. And if done right, can really begin to build up this organic monster that we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to that happen. I know it will happen. You know, we're working together every week and it's been, you know, a huge learning experience. And well, she's been very patient with me because like a lot of business owners, I change my mind every five minutes. So, (laughs) but he's guided me through it. So you can tell that he's worked with a lot of businesses over his career and So I want to learn about this, right? I want to learn more about how I can optimize my site or get this ball rolling. Like, what do I need to do? As you say, the website audit. So how do we get in touch with you, Jason? What's the best way to do that? There's a few ways. I'm very active on TikTok platform, Instagram as well. There's links to email me directly in there. So Jason, the SEO guy, you can find me on both TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, And just click the link for a free resource that I have, as well as finding links to email me or private message me, you know, any of your questions, and we can set up a strategy call to dive deeper into your business. What is the free resource that you can direct people to? Yes. So there's a free SEO checklist, which is 60 steps and some tutorials given on how to find, you know, how to set up your Google search console. So you're able to track how many people are visiting your site, how to set up certain tracking metrics. So if you go to that link, it's start.jasontheseoguy.com slash SEO checklist. And if it's, I think you'll put it in the show notes, but it's also on the links on social media. You can access it right away and you'll get a copy of that checklist sent to you. 
Yeah, definitely. We'll put that in the, you don't have to remember this people, especially if you're driving. So we'll put that link in the show notes and then, yeah, you know, Jason is, we kind of teased TikTok a little bit at the beginning. That's how we connected. And, you know, I'm promoting my coaching business. I talk about real estate and then we connected and you're given tips almost, you know, on a daily basis, it seems about SEO. So there's a lot of stuff that you're providing for free, which is great. So, I mean, I think that, and then just your name alone, Jason, the SEO guy is optimized for SEO on TikTok. It is. Yes. So the the guy knows what he's doing. What are you up to? You got like 20 something thousand followers on TikTok. How long did that take? Just maybe go through your journey on TikTok because you built a business on that platform and I want you to share with others how they can do the same. Yes. Thank you for asking that because that is one of the main reasons I was able to be so successful starting this business off is I listened to, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's very big on social media and he's been saying for the last three years, if you're not on TikTok, you're missing out on the greatest shot of organic growth that we've had in 10 years. So I just posted every single day and I learned the TikTok program and algorithm And I just wanted to provide helpful resources for people. So I would post that information and little by little, the account went from zero to, I think I'm just shy of 29,000. And I started this a year and a half ago. So to me, that growth is pretty insane. And it has led to businesses just direct messaging me or shooting me a comment that says, saw this video. I'd love to work with you. We schedule a phone call. It leads to coaching opportunities. It leads to done for you packages, leads to great connections. And so if you're not on TikTok for your business or the business you want to start, it is still an amazing way to reach anyone in the world with one video. One video could, you know, you get a thousand views or it goes viral and you get a hundred thousand views. These are all people who didn't know about you a day ago who now have seen your video, they've accessed your call to action, whatever you put in your bio. And it is an amazing way to get free organic outreach that you don't have to pay for. So I highly encourage any business to start on TikTok as soon as possible. I couldn't agree more. Again, I thought I'd never be on there. I'm like, I'm you know, 49 years old. I'm like, this is the way. I mean, that's a teenage platform. It's not. It's completely changed. Uh-huh. Yes. You said that you learned the TikTok algorithm, I might have said something else. So how did you learn that? And what did you learn? Like how did, because, you know, view everyone's talking about views now on the platform, they're lower, but people are still getting plenty of views who know, who know what they're doing. So what advice do you have for, because there's so many gurus on, I can't keep up with what you're supposed to do. So I'm going to trust you. There are plenty of gurus. And for the record, my views have only gone up. Everyone has been complaining about getting less and less views. And if you check out my page, this is more like a humble brag, but I think I figured out the algorithm enough where each post is getting 2,000, 3,000, 10,000 views, where there's people with much larger accounts than me that are only seeing 500, 750. So I think the biggest thing you can do is, especially if you're starting off, you want to post two to three times a day. And you want to give as much free resource as possible. Don't be selling somebody on something right off the bat. I rarely ever sell on the program or on the platform. And I think that's a big key because people want free resources. They want to know strategies. And there is a flow that I use 
where you have a hook at the beginning, then you tell them who you are, then you go back to the hook, and then you end with, you know, common. So one example would be, do you want to know the three tips that are holding you back from growing your SEO? So now I've hooked them. Hey, my name is Jason. I run an SEO agency and I help businesses increase leads to their business. Make sure you follow me for more. So I'm telling them follow because a lot of people, they need to be told what to do. Then I go back into my three tips and then I close with, let me know in the comments, which one of these tips you haven't started or you have questions on. So I'm getting them to engage in the post because the more that TikTok sees people following the program or following the video, liking it and making a comment, the more they're going to generate that and push that out to the rest of the for you section. And that's where I see a ton of my videos go to. So engage in some flow like that, engage in people commenting on your posts and you will see a great return on your TikTok videos. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and I think the thing for you, because I've watched a bunch of your videos and you say who you are in every video. Like it's the same thing over and over. Not that it's bad. I'm just saying, I think the consistency is why you've been able to grow the account and you're still getting views because yes. they know who you are. Very clear on what you do. Whereas a lot of people are just posting random stuff and trying to come up with new ideas. You're talking about one thing, SEO. Yes. Do hashtags matter? Absolutely. Absolutely. They are not as dead as Facebook's hashtags are. This is how people are searching and are finding me and others and how you win the TikTok SEO game is you have to find the hashtags that you're able to rank for. And just as you would do Google SEO, you start acquiring the hashtags with the lower amount of views. And as you build up your profile, you have more viral videos, you can start to target things higher. So for me, I would search, you know, SEO, SEO coach, SEO consultant. I'm like number one through five on all of those. But if you're starting off, figure out what is the main niche that you want to be in, search that, and then scroll down to see what other hashtags are being used by the top views and start incorporating those into your videos. You want to use about six to seven total. And as you start to see traction, start seeing or tracking yourself on where do I rank now for these specific hashtags and then begin to add more of the higher end viewed industry terms as you move on. But don't start you know, trying to attack the largest thing right away because most likely if your account's small, it's not going to get there. Not going to get there. All right. That's super helpful. You've done your research clearly and you're having great success on the platform. And folks, I'll look at some of his videos and he's got like, you know, a hundred comments, you know, people are just lighting them up. So he's doing something right. I would definitely go to Jason, the SEO guy, Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, right? Yes. Yeah. And check his stuff out and get in touch with him. He gave you the link for the free SEO checklist and, you know, book a call with him. I'm telling you, this is something that you need. If you have a business, even if you have a side business, you need, yes. to, you need to be looking at this stuff. It's super important. Okay. I neglected it for years and it cost me. Like, I wish I could go back three and a half years ago and have, you know, optimized for SEO from day one. I focused on the pretty website. Now, I've done a bunch of real estate deals, but I could have done a lot more if I had built that organic monster several yes. years ago. Jace, this has been tremendous, very educational. We've talked a bunch. I just learned I have a page and a half of notes. 
Before we wrap up here, do you have any final thoughts, anything that I didn't get to ask you that you wanted to share before we go today? I would just encourage businesses who think paid ads is the only way to go to consider SEO, even if it's cutting the ad spend so you can still have some leads coming in as you build this because SEO can truly replace your paid ads. And it's not something that when you turn it off, your leads go away. So I would strongly encourage even just hopping on a call, asking me some questions, seeing how this could be a fit for you. And I'd love to point you in the right direction because I know this works. It absolutely does. And then I guess you could have a combination of both if you got, you know, the organic going, you know, automatic and you got your team, you know, then you could add some paid. So then you get the best of both worlds because you have more business because you did the SEO thing the right way. Yes. I've seen that work very well if you're able to swing both. Awesome. Cool stuff, Jason. I appreciate your time today and, you know, schooling us like kindergartners. It's good stuff. Yeah. Thanks so much for the time. We'll definitely have you back here on the show coming up soon because we want to share the results of what you've been doing for me. I'm excited about it. Everyone, make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the W2 Prison Break Show. Don't forget, you can watch all full episodes on our YouTube channel. Definitely check that out and please subscribe. Go to www.w2prisonbreak.com to learn more. If you like this show, please leave us a rating and review so we can continue to support you and the thousands of others planning their W-2 prison break. Here's to busting you out.